Amen. Turn with me to Psalm 126. Psalm 126. Okay. Let's just read that through. Um, I'll read for the sake of the tape. I'll read it in English, and then we can go. I'll read the. I'll read verse, first to verse. Right. So it said, "When the Lord brought back the captivities to Zion, we, we were like men who dreamed." Our mouths are filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Okay. Now I'm determined that I am going to get... I'm, I'm determined that personally I'm going to get out of financial captivity. I can see in the Bible that there's way more for me than I've got at the moment. When we see that Jesus by his stripes we are healed. And we recognize it's available, we want to press in and get it. But on that same sacrifice on the cross, he was made poor. So I might, might become rich. And this isn't the riches just so I can live so I can sin more comfortably. But this is the riches to get the job done. God has no problems in us living well at the same time. But we need the finances for the gospel. Yeah, the actual gospel is free. But even if you want to go to the next village and proclaim it, it's going to cost you something. 
let alone broadcast it around the world. So this is some of in this psalm is some of the pathway to get to the finances that God wants us to have. И в този псалм аз намирам един от пътищата, които Бог ни ми показва за да стигна до това финансово успяване. It starts off talking about captivity. Говори се за това как Бог ще възвърне сионовите пленници. And of course the children of Israel went into captivity in Babylon. И знаем, че израелтяните бяха пленници в Египет. After 70 years, they, many of them were released and came back to the to Jerusalem and around Jerusalem. Um, sorry, I'm not. You um, said you're talking about Babylon. I'm talking about. They, it says here, when the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. They'd been in Babylon for 70 years, and now they were coming back to Jerusalem. And so they, they, this is partly why this psalm was written, because they were rejoicing about getting out of bondage. <coughs> you know, I believe that the, 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 the Christians are in financial bondage. The other day um, someone told me that the young girls want to marry a Muslim because they're rich. И някой ми казал ни ден, че момичетата, младите момичета гледат да се оженят за мусулмани, защото са богати. Това е неприемливо. Да не искат да се женят за християни, защото християни са изпадни. Говоря за нашите хора, нали? Break the captivity. Poverty was part of the curse of the law. Part of the curse of disobedience. And this conference we're going to have, I believe that we're going to have, we're going to get revelation. On the path that we personally need to take to get ourselves financially free. Financially free, in my opinion, is They could be a building project over a hundred thousand levels. And we could personally, personally put our, we could put a hundred thousand down on this table out of our own pockets. And we wouldn't have to wait years to get buildings up. Because that is God's will, you see. And here it talks about how their mouths are filled with laughter and their tongues with songs of joy. It was said among the nations the Lord has done great things for them. Many times in biblical history there's been tremendous financial miracles. Many times in biblical history there's been tremendous financial miracles. 
The children of Israel actually left Egypt, they plundered the Egyptians, it says. Израелтяните казва, излязаха от Египет с цялото богатство на египтяните. Те излязаха с всичките им злата и сребра и най-скъпоценните неща. I think it's Psalm 105 says this. And it's a very interesting scripture that It talks about, above it, it talks about all the plagues that came on the Egyptians. In Psalm 105. The flies and the gnats and all this stuff. But in verse 37, it says, He brought, them out, laid, he brought, he brought out Israel laden with silver and gold. Uh, from their tribes, no one faltered. Thirty-seven. So we had thirty-six, which was the you know it represent, almost represented Jesus dying on the cross, wasn't it? The lamb was slaughtered, and the blood was put on the. Uh, on the doorpost of the house. So anyway, the and here this slave nation came out with silver and gold and also health because the, it says from their tribes no one followed and this represents what flows from the cross of Calvary both health and finances plus the uh, forgiveness of sins and righteousness that we love to preach about and um, here then, in going back to Psalm 26, just to finish it off, it says this. It says, The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Verse 3. And then at the end of the psalm, it just says this. It starts talking about sowing. It's interesting. It just starts talking about sowing. Sowing. See, it says, those who sow in tears will reap the songs of joy. He goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Now, I believe that to get out financially, we need to sow our way out. 
Аз вярвам, че за да се освободим от финансовите вериги, ние трябва да сеем семето, за да може Бог да ни възвърне, да ни освободи. We've got to find seed to sow. And God does provide seed to the sower. Doesn't necessarily. I think when we teach about seed, it doesn't need to be a huge amount of money. Не, не задължително огромни количества пари да се дават, да нали семето да е много голямо, неброено. So we were saying, you know, go and find something to sow. Go and find something to give away. And because when everything starts with seed. And I think we need to become more seed conscious. It's interesting here it talks about the emotions involved in sowing here. It's talking about uh, sowing, going out weeping and sowing. И казва, тук се говори за емоционалната част, когато сееш, казва, онзи, който излиза с плач, когато носи семе за сене, непременно ще се върне с радост. Аз изпомням преди години, когато купих първата кола за Сашко. Мисля, че беше 1500 лева, нещо такова. But I remember putting it on a table, and Jilly was virtually. I remember when I put it on a table, and Jilly was virtually. И много често понякога казва, когато дойде време за сеяне, спомням си, когато трябваше да вземем сградата в Нейнингедева, и аз казах, че ще купим тая за църква, тая къща. И в момента, в който казах това нещо, и знаех, че един път съм казал, нали, и пред хората го казах църквата и баща ми присъстваше там. И веднага дявола дойде и каза къв си глупак. Ти века си прераза гърлото. Сега века си дава всичките пари. Какво ще правиш? And yeah, and so these people recognize that he who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow. In one translation, it says precious seed to sow. I think in one translation, it says, it says he will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. 
но казва непременно с радост ще се върне, носейки снопите си. And the songs of joy is when the harvest comes in. И тогава песните почват когато почне жътвата да да се събира. And uh, I just believe that that we're not talking again. I'm just Sometimes we think a seed can be so small and so insignificant, so it doesn't cost much necessarily. But the harvest is is always is what we need. So with that I'm gonna hand over to Tim. <laughs> That's very interesting because I I, I I felt God spoke to me about two Corinthians. Uh, chapter nine. I want to read verse ten to thirteen. It says, "Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply." And multiply, multiply your seed for sowing, and increase the harvest of your righteousness. А този който дава семе на сияча и хляб за храна, ще даде и умножи на вашето семе за сиитба и ще направи изобилни плодовете на вашата праведност. And Paul writes here. He says that God supplies us two things. Значи Бог снабдява две неща. He supplies us seed to sow. And bread to eat. He's committed to giving us mm-hmm. And I think we have to be really careful that we, we don't eat our seed. You know, there is seed to be sown, and I think you And and we need to recognize that we have to sow as well as eat. И ние трябва да знаем, че при всяко получаване имаме нужда от двете. Да отделим семе за сеене и да отделим храна за ядене. Аз имам приятели в Зимбабве. And he was a farmer in Zimbabwe. And his farm was taken over by the Africans. They repossessed it from him. It was the time of harvest and they harvested the crops. И обаче когато дойдоха и му отнеха земите, беше време на жетва. And everybody lived exceptionally well for a few months. The the no no he didn't. The white folks took the land of the black folks. The black folks took the land back from the white folks. They harvest a huge crop. When it came to sowing time, the people who had taken the farm back came to my friend. Дойдоха при човека, при фермера, и казаха, дай ни семе за сеене. Той ви каза, не съм вече фермер. Вие си земахте фермата, земахте си земята, тя е. И те казаха, обаче ти винаги снабдяваш семето. Той казаха, не, ти си фермера. 
He said, did you not save any of the seed from your harvest to plant this year? And they hadn't saved any seed. They had eaten everything. They had nothing to sow. You know, and I see Christians all around the world that do exactly the same. They pray to God to bless them. But they fail to sow. And if we don't sow, we won't reap. This principle starts in the Old Testament and works its way right through the Bible. It's one of the things I'm going to be speaking at at the weekend. This whole principle of sowing and reaping. And we have to be careful that we sow continually. And as Craig says, it's not so much about how much. I think it's more about how much it costs you. Jesus looked at one day that they were giving offerings in the temple. And he pointed out to the disciples a widow. And she had put two small coins in the offering. But what she had put in the offering was everything she had. And Jesus said she had given more than anyone else. Although on the face of it what she gave was very, very little. In verse 6 of 2 Corinthians 9, Paul says, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. You know, I believe that God wants us to sow. And it's not something we can ever stop doing. I believe that uh, in my ministry at this time we are harvesting crops that we sowed many years ago. You know, it says after many days you see a return on what you've The Bible tells us that the, the farmer waits patiently for the crop to come. First the sit and see, then, the, then it says the shoot, then the ear, and then the... Jesus says in Luke 6, 38, He says, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will pour into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Ще ви дават пазвата, защото с каквато мярка мерите, с такава ще ви се отмерва. 
You know, I believe that this whole principle of, you know, we, we, we often talk about sowing. But the principle isn't just sowing, it's sowing and reaping. Но а, самия принцип не се състои само в сеенето, но сеенето и жененето. You know, if we only sow and never reap a harvest, ако ние бяхме само сиячи и не ни интересува къде е ние жетата, е нещо нормално. Имам един приятел фермер. And, you know, crop, и когато той си посее полетата и, и нивята, той очаква да пожени. You know, I believe that God wants us to prosper. He wants us to prosper in all things. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be good in good health just as your soul prospers. 3 John. Казва любезни, моля се да благоуспяваш и да си здрав във всичко, както благоуспява душата ти. Благоуспяваш и да си здрав във всичко, казва. И да си здрав. Както душата ни преуспява. Значи нещо трябва да преуспее душата ти вътре в тебе да преуспееш преди да се изяви на... Едно от ключовите неща за благоуспяването е твоята душа да се разшири, да е благоуспяваща, да може да се отвори. И оттам започва да се излива в физическия свят. Good health. And it overflows into and enough left over to meet the needs of those around us. And I think in this climate that we're living in, when they're talking about world recession, as Christians we need to be sowing. In a time of recession we need to be giving. The world's attitude is to pull everything in. Not to spend. Not to give. Charities all over the world have reduced their income are dropping dramatically. Because the world's not giving. But in a time of recession, I believe as a church we need to give. Anywhere, as Craig shared earlier, we sow in tears. You know, it's difficult to do it. But we do it because we're expecting to see a harvest. You know, and, and I want to encourage you, I have proved this over many years. 
You know, whatever you sow, you will reap. You know, years ago we bought, we have an auditorium in England which seats 1,300 people. But when we bought that building, as a church we gave sacrificially. People uh, sold cars and gave the money. Kim and I felt God tell us to sell our house and give the money to the church. But you cannot outgive God. The Bible says, no matter who's given up homes, family, children, whatever. It says, God will give you back a hundred times as much in this age. And eternal life in the age to come. You know, and, and God has blessed us. We have a beautiful house in England. We have no mortgage on our house. We have a house here in Briagova. God has given back to us. He says, as a man sows, so shall he reap. We've done that in our ministry. We gave our first tent away to a church in Sri Lanka. I'm just showing some of you the picture of our new tent. It cost me £15,000 a new tent. I never prayed once for the money. I just knew what God said. I've sowed in the past. I knew I had a harvest. Seven days, two thousand pounds a day. We had fifteen thousand pounds in a week. Just given to us like that. Never mentioned to anyone I needed any money. Because there's a principle: if you sow, you will reap. If you sow generously, you'll reap generously. If you're reaping sparingly, you have to ask yourself the question, how much am I sowing? And I know God said to me just recently, that we needed to sow again. And uh, we started to sow, Kim and I started to sow again. And immediately, we started to reap. You know, there's this passage that talks about the harvester overtaking the reap, the sower. 
And I believe if you continually sow, you come to a point where you do actually So I would encourage you. We need to be teaching our people to People in England often tell me, I cannot afford to give. You know, the cost of living in England is very expensive. We're in recession. And people say, I can't afford to give. We don't have any money left to give. And I say to them, you cannot afford not to give. Because if you do not sow, you will not reap. And we need to sow. And as I say, it's not about how much you give. It's what it costs you. But when we give, we expect that we'll have a harvest. We need to put faith in our giving. Amen? Amen. And, um, yeah, I mean, i just be honest with, with you guys for myself. I've been a bit of a sporadic sower. And I've probably been a bit of a, we've been reaping sporadically as And one of the things I always feel that we all need, what I want to get into my life and obviously into your lives, and that we spill off into the churches because what we are is what they are. Is that I want to be a person that is sowing all the time. Deliberately. And I can see pictures of people, you know, you've got problems, there's hardship, you can sit around and you can mope and grow. You know, I always remember, I sat down next to Boy Zaprian in a, in a, in a crusade. Uh, in and I was sitting here, and Boy Zaprian was sitting where Tim was. And then a friend of Boy Zaprian sat down on him. I, you know, I didn't understand a lot of Bulgarian there, but I didn't understand this. Conversation went in a taxi. And then Boy Zaprian goes, no money, no work. And you know, we can all end up with a, you know, the, the no work, no money conversation is a major conversation. And you know, if we're not careful, we can get caught up in cups of strong coffee. And conversations about no work and no money. And what are we going to do next? What's happening? And wouldn't it be nice if Jesus came back right now? But um, I think we need to turn these conversations into, hey, what can we sow? Yeah. Because it, it might be five leather. 
and you say, look, I'm sewing this side lever for a breakthrough work. It could be a breakthrough in health. It doesn't necessarily need to be a financial harvest. It could be a breakthrough in health. Може, примерно, да имаш проблеми здравословни и да искаш да се разчупи това нещо от тебе и да посееш, да се посветиш, нали, че сееш. The guy that came up with this revelation, how would you say, God really revealed this revelation probably in the most strongest way was a guy called Will Roberts. Има един проповедник, Орел Роберц, който казва много силно Бог му показва това откровение. He did an enormous amount for the kingdom of God. He's, he's still alive. And I mean, one of the, he's still alive. He is in his 90s and he's, he's still perfect. He left behind a, he, he built a university and had a huge... Um, sort of physical buildings that they, that they did through sign reading. He got a lot of trouble, he got a lot of, in a lot of persecution for this truth. But it said of him, every time that it had any problem in the household whatsoever, like, you know, sickness with the kids or any, any sort of difficulties coming up in the household, he would say to his wife, what have we got to sow? And they, you know, even if it was like the kids were sick or, or you know, any sort of tragedy, they were looking to something to sow. Because there's something about sowing a seed that puts your eyes onto the Lord of the harvest. And in my house at the moment, the conversation is, become, is beginning to get onto the seed. Jilly's, so Jilly's got some stuff she wants to give to Shenka And she, she's just not got too many clothes. She hasn't actually just got too many clothes and just wants to get rid of her. She actually filled those bags as a seat. She's like, oh, I want to sew this stuff. Чанти с неща, които са хубави дрехи и иска да ги посее, за да пожени. And as far as I'm aware, it's not all worn out stuff, it's some good stuff. And the fact is, but she is, she's believing God for some stuff and she's so much good. И чака Бог да чака жътва, защото тя има нужди, които иска да се посрещна. And I think in a football team we've got needs and we need to think, what can we sell? И така и в футболния отбор. Имаме нужди, нали? Трябва да потърсим къде да посеем, какво да посеем. Знам, че вие имате финансови трудности. And again, we're not talking about. I think you've got to be careful because the devil can leap on this truth and make you do something absolutely reckless. И трябва да внимавате, да не, нали, да внимавате много да държите Божията мъдрост 
защото казва дявол обикновенно иска да се намеси и да а, избърти нещата и понякога казва кара хората да правят много глупави неща и отиват и си дадат всичките пари някъде и трябва да внимаваш да не си дадеш хляба за ядене в сеене. One thing I learned from Plamen Solov was that if it's God today, it's God tomorrow. And sometimes I... You know, we're talking about rhema word now, we're talking about the sort of inner witness now. And there's many voices in the world. And sometimes we hear things and we go, I don't really know when that's the Lord or not. The devil often comes with a lot of force. And sometimes I go, no, well, I'm just going to leave it 24 hours. I'm just going And then sometimes I wake up the next morning and say, oh God, I, I forgot about it. It's just not even there anymore. But when that witness is still there, no, people, God's told me to give stuff away, like, you know, MP3 players, just little stuff, you know, possessions. I gave Shagan an MP3 player in the summertime. And I heard the Lord say, give that to Shagan. I didn't want to give that to Shagan, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I actually, um, I get, I, I, I resist, you know, I, I, I just push it out of my mind. But when God's in it, it just keeps sneaking back in there. And I gave it away and it was great joy and I had no problems. But I'm trying to, I want us to... <coughs> develop a, a, a maturity of giving and I want to, oh, out of this conference I want us to, to, to develop it that people are going to start to know how to sow and sow maturity. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm against people you know pulling for offerings and and getting people emotionally excited. We're emotional. When you when we get emotional, we can get really do things we regret. Giving needs to be done when you're cold, sober. 
и казва, даването към Господа трябва да се направи с студен разсъдък. Просто да си успокоен, да го правиш умишлено, без да да дърпа нещо, да кара. Аз искам едно свидетелство да споделя. Защото до сега, като чили, начинът на мислене беше затворен. Нали искаме просто Бог да ни даде достатъчно да си посрещнем нуждите. Дори не мислим за лукс. За някакви неща, които не са ти необходими, но ти се иска да ги имаш. За такива неща даже не си и помисля, защото си казваш да ми са снабдени нуждите, да имам всичко необходимо. Да си оправя къщичката, да имаме храна за децата, да може да ми е приятно и уютно в къщи. Дрехи, обувки, коли и други луксове, които ти е приятно. Всеки човек си има някакво забавление, някакво хоби. За тях дори и не мислям. Обаче Бог започна да отваря умовете ни и да казва Искам да се разширите. Както каза, нали, Край казва, когато вътре душата ти се разшири и благоуспява, тогава и начинът ти на действане. Нали, словото казва, както човек мисли в сърцето си или вярва в сърцето си, той е такъв. Такъв е и човека. Значи, както аз разсъждавам, както мисля, както вярвам, това ще се изявява и в физическия свят около мен. И Бог ми каза, искам да посеяте семе за неща, които не са ви необходими, но бихте искали да ги имате. И един приятел на Джилито, много години наред повтаря непрекъснато, че иска да си има кученци, хъски. Много иска да си има такова кученци. И от години наред, много добро приятелче на Джилито, нали Джилито, така той помогна много през годините, защото е малко по-голям от нея. Като сестричка има и мъдро си говори, и неща, които докова тя била нестабилна, той я помагал много. И са приятели от години, и той се си говори как един ден, нали, иска да си има хъски кученци. И Джилито вика, много ми се иска да мога да му подара, казва на Краско. И така сме си говорили продължение на месеци наред, може би, за това хъски. Вярваме, че Бог ще му снабди това нещо. И Бог ми каза, искам да посеете семе. И това семе да го наречете. Семе за неща, които са лукс за вас. Те не са необходимост. Те не са нужди. Храна, облекло, покрив над главата ти, да може да се движиш, да имаш кола да движиш, бензин да слагаш в колата. Това са необходимости, нали? Да може да се транспортираш от тук до там, да ти е хубава колата, да може да разчиташ на нея. Това са необходимости, казва. А неща, които са лукс, ти просто ги искаш. Доставят ти удоволствие, но не са ти необходими. Без тях можеш да живееш. И казва, това семе го наречете, казва, за лукс неща, за неща, които искаш свръх Бог да ти донесе, неща, които ти са приятни. Например, жените, ние обичаме да отидем по магазините, като видим красиви неща, искаме да ги купим, защото са красиви, нещото ни трябват. Искаш да си сложиш красиво нещо в къщата, защото това ни е. Бог не е създал ние да градим гнездото в дома съпругите. И когато видиш красиви, това е Божие качество, което той е сложил в нас жените. Да искаш да облечеш семейството си красиво. Това е в предчите 35-та глава, дето казва тая жена, която облича жена си в лилаво и виолетово семейството си. Жената облича. И казва, Бог казва, искам това семе да го наречете за това. И казахме на Крейк, 
И той за наша най-голяма изнада се съгласи. Казва, добре, аз съм съгласен, ще отидем, ще вземем това куче, ще го купим за това момче и ще го наречем за семе, за свръх и нахт. Нали, пише претъпкано, препълнено и преливащо. Аз не съм видяла преливащо в нас. Виждала съм, нали, Бог да задоволява нуждите, но чак претъпкано, препълнено и преливащо. Или пък небесните прозорци се отворят така с благословение, че да няма къде да го съберат. Такова нещо не съм виждала в живота си все още. И казвам, Господи, аз искам да го видя това нещо. И наистина това го посяхме семе за претъпкано, препълнено и преливащо. Над и свръх това, което са ни нуждите. И с голяма радост го посягаме. Това момче просто, а той още не е приял вярата и е много близо на линия, се молим за него много, но той беше просто зашеметен. За рождения му ден му подарихме кученците и той просто невероятно за него, как нали, е възможно това нещо. И такова благословение цялото, целият им род се изтече да го види това куче. Качили ще кажеш, че си им дал някакво злато нещо, си им подарил. Така че това беше нещо разчупване на начина ни на мислене за нас, за да отворим душата си да благоуспее, да, да отворим душата си за нещо, което сега не сме правили. Искам да прочета от Галатяните 6 глава. Whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. В 7 стих на Галатяни 6 глава казва, не се лъжете, Бог не е за подиграване, понеже каквото посее човек, това е ще пожени, защото който се е за плътта си, от плътта ще пожени тление, а който се е за духа, от духа ще пожени вечен живот, да не ни дотяга да вършим добро, защото ако не се уморяваме на време, ще поженим. I mean, to me, it, this passage it seems to be, we, you know, we've talked about money a lot, but actually we can sell a lot of things. Money is only one area of the areas we should be sowing. You know, there were times in the past when Kim and I had no money. I had no work, I was unemployed. And I just felt God said to me, you need to sow. I said, well, I've got nothing to sow. And God said to me, you have got something to sow. He said, you have no work. I said, well, yeah, I have no money. He said, but you have time. And he said, you need to sow your time. He said, don't sit at home doing nothing, feeling sorry for yourself. He said, go out and give your time to others. And I used the skills that I had to serve other people and in the church. And I went and worked for people and didn't charge them. 
I went to our church building and did work at the church building for free. Because I saw that as sowing my time. And within a very short period of time of doing that, I was employed again. Because I reaped a job by sowing work. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, so will he reap. If we sow our time, we'll reap time. In employment. If we sow work, we'll reap a job. This last part, the first nine, it says... Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap. If we do not grow weary. You know, it's very easy at times for the devil to wear us down. And for us to grow weary. And start to allow this thing to direct our lives in negative ways. A young man that I'm discipling back in England told me the other day he had stopped tithing. He said, it doesn't work. I've been giving and giving and I don't get anything back. He grew weary. I said, you cannot afford to do that. You need to do that. If you don't grow weary, you will reap a harvest. You know, it's interesting we have a recession in England at the moment. We have a number of people that have been made redundant in our church. There's a significant fact that's common to them all. All the people that have been made redundant so far were not tithers. Those that are tithing in the church have all got safe jobs at this moment. These people that weren't giving have now lost their jobs. Even what they had was taken away from them. Many years ago when I was pastoring a church, uh, our accountant came to me. And he gave me a list of names. He said, Tim, I thought you should see this list. This is everyone in the church that's tithing. And when I looked down the list, I noticed something. The people that I was seeing every week with pastoral problems, were not on the list. The people that had problems in their life, marriages, were taking up all my time as a pastor, had no recorded giving to the church whatsoever. What was it? Paul prayed? 
I pray that you may prosper in all things as your soul prospers. Giving causes you to prosper. Equally well, Malachi says, not giving brings a curse. And, and that really hit home to me. When I started to see those people pastorally who weren't giving, all the symptoms, all the problems they had were symptoms of a, the deeper problem. So very gently, I just asked, asked, started to ask them what they were giving. All of them said, oh, we can't afford to give, we have And I taught them over weeks and months that they couldn't afford not to give. A very interesting thing happened. As they started to give, the problems in their life started to disappear. And each person that I persuaded to give to sow became over a period of time, a few months, maybe a year or two, they became prosperous. One man was £28,000 in debt. Without his mortgage on his house, in addition to his mortgage on his house. He said, I cannot afford to give. I persuaded him that he couldn't afford not to give. Within one year, all his debts were paid off and he was Because we cannot afford not to give. Not giving affects every area of our lives. It's just an interesting scripture in Romans. It talks about folks who weren't thankful, but they, they became um, darkened in their understanding. It's actually in Romans chapter 1, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read you the scripture because it says this, it goes, um, it says, uh, Romans 1, 21, it says, it says, for they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God or gave thanks to Him, but their, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. There's something about tithing and giving that sharpens your brain up. You become like a runner on, on, on the sort of... You see, you see them before they start their races, or they're, they're literally on their toes, or like footballers. Before they, you know when the footballers go on to the... They're not lying on the sideline in sleeping bags, you know, having to have asleep. But, but, you know, we warm them up, don't we, Shagan? Before they come on in half time. Shagan goes, come on, warm up, warm up. 
And they're running up and down the touchline and they're getting warmed up and they take their tracksuit off and they're ready to go. And then we, we hand them a card, they take the card to the um, Fed, the delegate, and they're on, they're on the, on, on the game. And I think tithing and giving offerings, it gets us in that place where we're just ready to go, we're ready to go, we're just... And suddenly an opportunity comes when we leap on it. Amen. Amen.